0: Welcome to Dazer Update for July 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. And I'm Brandon Perkins. And just a two-man crew this week since Dan Reb is over yeah. at Diego Comic-Con. Yep. Uh, but we do not have a shortage of things to talk about this week as we have a nope. lot of stuff here that has been going on. Uh, some of this is mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con related. Uh, yep. other things just happening all the time. Mm-hmm. As uh, people get ready for you know the fall season, and you know, other companies mm-hmm. we got a slew of uh maybe bad news, I guess interesting mm-hmm. news here as uh, Ubisoft has not had a good week, uh, yeah. Nintendo has had to detail more of their shutdown of the 3 ds and Wii U eShop mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, we got two big developers out there, uh, so we're going after shitty people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll get to all that stuff here after we've been talking about what we've been playing. I'll kick it off here. I've been playing more Power Wash Simulator. I'm mm-hmm. uh, enjoying that a lot. I am working on the uh, Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a weird thing that happened last night where I was working on it. Uh, took a break for a sec to do something. And came back and my PC decided to restart in the middle. hmm of all this, uh, just I don't know why. I don't think I had updates or anything. It was yeah. even like the time frame I generally have it set to do any Windows updates. Uh, yeah. So when I came back uh, today to see what the outcome of all that was, it mm-hmm. acted pretty weird. Uh, where it loaded me back into the map, uh, said I had done nothing, but everything I had washed previously was still clean. And so I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Maybe I just have to wash the the stuff that's still dirty and Mm -hmm. it'll just catch up somehow. So I was working on that and it just wouldn't show me any of the, uh, like hitting the show dirt button, just Mm -hmm. did nothing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I was like, Mm. well, that's not great when I have, you know, a few percent of dirt to clean. So I decided to quit out and move to another map real quick and then. Pop out of that back to the Ferris wheel. And then, oh, there it is. Everything's dirty. Progress completely reset, pretty much. Mm. Except for the stuff I watched the second time I tried this out, mm. which is just very weird and unfortunate. Mm. Uh So that was kind of a annoying thing. I'll still redo it all. It's not too much work there, but uh just kind of one of those things uh that was unfortunate, uh but yeah, still enjoying it a lot hmm and uh, yeah, kinda getting to I think the last like batch of levels before the the finale stuff that came in one point mm-hmm. oh, so not too much more to go for yeah. that uh but yeah, I've been going around with the uh, achievements, got most of them, i think eleven more at this point, so. Uh, the mm-hmm. one with that Ferris wheel was a little tricky is uh riding on the uh the Ferris wheel with a gnome uh, which is in most of the stages you'll find one of those uh but that one's a little tricky where it was hidden uh, most yeah. of the time they're pretty easy to find uh so that was uh a, a weird one mm-hmm. that was also one I had to go and uh, there was another like not a secret achievement but one that's not directly tied. To any sort of stage, but there's mm-hmm. like a one of those like shooting gallery type games, but it was just coconuts mm-hmm. that you had right. to them all over Not for that. But yeah, that was uh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Let's see, been playing Stray, which is the the big new PlayStation Plus extra game. Yep, yep. You and everybody and their mother. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. It's a very good game. it's an adventure game essentially uh, where you're playing mm-hmm. as a cat. Um, mm-hmm. initially start with a cat and their buddies kind of just mm-hmm. exploring and doing their thing, and then uh, your other cat buddies go crawling across this pipe they jump on mm-hmm. that is progressively like breaking apart and of mm-hmm. course your cat is the one that uh, tries to jump on it and it falls off and you go down into. Uh, this big, like, trash area, mm-hmm. essentially, and nearby, uh, you figure out that there's this whole city under here that mm-hmm. uh, is kind of cyberpunkish. Uh, there's not mm-hmm. much English on anything. I don't know what the mm-hmm. it's. Some, I think it's some sort of made-up language that kind of looks a little like, a little like Korean, something like that. Yeah, but. Uh, you go looking around and eventually you find uh mm-hmm. this robot uh little drone buddy that uh, mm-hmm. gives you a like little backpack thing for your cat to put on, and mm-hmm. the cat does not enjoy it initially mm-hmm. this is very much like walking in a weird way it's like nope this is this is not great nope uh then eventually gets used to it uh with the mm-hmm. robot buddy is able to like understand and communicate with your cat as well as, you know, translate text that's needed around. But as you explore, you find there's these weird creatures around uh, that you're not 100% sure what is going on with them. Then as you uh, sort of run into a few, uh, they Mm -hmm. just start chasing after you and, like, try to jump on you and kill you kind of thing. So you have to sprint in those areas. Uh that mm-hmm. uh leads you to this uh, little city area that uh you run into these robots that are initially afraid of you because the only sort of living things they know of are these weird creatures that uh seem to consume all matter that mm-hmm. they run into uh but one of them seems to figure out like, oh, this isn't one of them uh this is just a you know a creature uh something else. Mm-hmm. And you sort of gain the ability to talk to them uh, and learn their names and all that. And they're uh, pretty charming little characters. Uh, These robots that have uh, taken over society somewhat after Mm. the humans have disappeared. Just sort of, I don't know the the exact nature of what all is going on, but they've gained sentience in a way they're just kind of hanging out here, though they know, like, Things are kind of messed up.
1: Mm-hmm. as
0: uh, As you kind of explore, you talk to people. You kind of get some little side quest stuff uh, with your cat. You can kind of explore like a cat does, jumping up on ledges, uh, mm-hmm. kind of continually able to jump up and around to get around these buildings and get into places mm-hmm. that you know the the robots cannot. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Finding lots of little notes and such, and some of them. Yep are, like, little music sheets that you mm-hmm. take to this one mm-hmm. robot that just has a, you know, homemade guitar kind of thing mm-hmm. that plays music, and, and if you're enjoying the music, you can have your cat just chill uh, on the, mm-hmm. the pillows next to it. Uh, you know, they've done a very good job with the animations mm-hmm. uh, with this stuff, so that the the jumping stuff looks like the way the cat actually jumps, where they kind mm-hmm. of uh, you know, kind of spring load their jumps as they're about to jump up, that kind of stuff. Move yeah. around, you can even have them kind of brush up against uh, robots' legs uh, and that kind of stuff. And you can just place to chill and all that. And yeah, it's really well done. Um, I'm not done too much in the game, but I've been kind of hanging out in this initial area uh, looking for collectibles and such. And Looking for things to unlock, mm-hmm. as you can kind of go up to these. There's some like vending machines with drinks in them that you can get that you can trade mm-hmm. to a vendor for some items. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those. Uh, I believe yeah. it does get a little more actiony later on, but uh, for the initial stuff, it is a lot of eventually exploring these different buildings. There's some some good little humorous bits where you see these dudes throwing paint cans uh, across the uh, tops of these buildings and you can go and, like, fuck with them, cause them mm-hmm. to drop it and that opens up this other building as the, the robot that's running that place. is like, mm-hmm. oh, these idiots dropping this paint in front of my shop. I gotta clean it up, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you can sort of sneak in Uh, and get uh, the stuff that's in there, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The robot kind of has the whole thing where it doesn't have any memories of what it's done in the past, so you're kind of going around, exploring, and finding things that'll hopefully jog its memory. Mm -hmm. I assume learn more about how things got to this place,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, which I imagine a lot is uh, climate change. Mm -hmm. It -hmm. seems like a, a likely thing, but We'll see. been enjoying that. I uh, look forward to put some more time into that. And that is on PlayStation Plus Extra for PS5, PS4, and it's also on that PC. That seems like the PC version is a little rough, yeah. or the console version. So uh, there's that. And the other game I've been playing is Rocket League. Uh, mm-hmm. Just continuing to keep playing it for the season and enjoying it a lot. So that's been pretty much it for me. So, Brandon, how about you? uh
2: well as for me um i am still playing the evil within i was not playing it as much as i had been this week because i had other stuff to also play um but i'm actually like getting towards the end now um there's only about i think 13 or 14 chapters in the game total and and i started chapter 10 last night so getting pretty close to the end um and again, that game has amazing art direction. The gameplay is good. Uh, overall, the story's pretty neat. The only problem, again, as I said, is that the guy you play as just does not emote the way that a person in a survival horror game should. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll see if that changes, you know, later on. Um, and I'm also, you know, playing Power Wash Simulator. Uh, I'm now cleaning the, uh, the skate park. Um, before I did that, I ended up cleaning the, uh, I finished cleaning the fire station, um, and the thing about the fire station is that you don't just clean the fire station, you also have to clean the practice building that they use in the back for training, um, and, man, that one was, was that one was a bit of a chore, um, because you can't use the ladder to get up into the higher spark spots, that thing you have to actually like do a lot of weird climbing around so that you can get some of the nooks and crannies but it's really easy to just slide off the edge and fall down to the parking lot um yeah but i did manage to get it it took some maneuvering around but it worked um and then i I cleaned the uh the rv or winnebago whatever you want to call it um and that one was, like, like, they apparently pulled it out of, like, a lake or something, because that, that thing was caked in, like, dirt and mud and rust, and I basically did have to, like, buy a bunch of things of that metal of that uh, metal cleaner, um, because uh, I wouldn't have been able to do this thing without it, <laughs> um, but, uh, see, and I also did the fire engine as well, um, Which also called for uh, more metal cleaner. But after that, I'm now doing the skate park. And honestly, the skate park is so much easier (laughs) compared to all the other stuff I've had to do, as it's literally just, you know, it's a big space that you have to clean. There's no rust or anything. I have to deal with that. It's just, you know, mud and stuff you have to work with. Um, And because, you know, it's all. Divided into like these relatively large parts, it's kind of easy to divide it all up into areas that you that you can clean. Um, yeah. But uh, and uh, other than that, I also uh have been playing Escape Academy. Um, and like I said, uh, Friday when we were doing the show, uh, I love this game, but the way that they've mapped the controls is absolutely terrible. Um, I've had I had to do a lot of adjustments in the uh, sensitivity areas, just so I could get it to... Because it it was either, like, it either would not move to the exact, uh, you know, like, really sluggishly, or it would just overreact with just a little bit of movement. So I basically had to tool around with all of it to figure out what I needed to do. Um, But yeah, uh, so, you know, like, at the beginning of the game, like, the puzzles really aren't that super difficult. Um, it's more of just having to deal, deal with, you know, the time limit that's constantly counting down over it, but once you get up to, like, the level 3 difficulty ones, the difficulty definitely goes up, um, and you start to have to, like, make some connections that you normally wouldn't make, uh, and some minor guesswork here and there as well, um, But, I mean, overall, it's like all these puzzles are amazingly well put together. Um, And the level design is fantastic. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I recommend the game. Just if you're going to play it on console, you're probably going to want to do a little bit of uh, adjustments with the controls to get it to where it's comfortable enough. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing.
0: All right. So, yeah, let's get to some news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, the Game Pass games for the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. Not really too big here, but let's see. Yeah, We have out now as dusk falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is on console and PC. It's one I was thinking about starting, but I haven't had a chance to start yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is sort of the uh, narrative adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that lets uh, you play with you know a handful of other people. I believe mm-hmm. it's sort of a voting kind of way and vote on different options to yeah. invite the most chaos possible mm-hmm. uh, for that kind of game. But that's the one that has kind of a, a very weird art style of sorts mm-hmm. where I think all the backgrounds and such move as normal, but the characters move in more of a low frame rates sort of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I've seen people liken to, uh, what is it? Tom goes to the mayor. the Swim mm-hmm. swim show. Uh, yeah, in that way, but Tom goes the mayor tends to aim more for uh weird facial expressions to mm-hmm. add to the humor of the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, this kind of obviously is being more serious and all that. So, mm-hmm. uh, so you can check that out. Let's see, also available now for PC Game Pass Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion. Yeah. Uh that is the I uh, say it's a new standalone expansion. Yeah, uh, For this 4X game. So I didn't know mm-hmm. they had a new expansion for that.
1: Mm.
0: But yeah, there you go. Kind of one of those games. Let's see. Console and PC Watch Dogs 2 is also mm. available now. That is a fun open mm. world game to go around and uh, mess with. Uh, you can mm. take your, your dude out to just cause chaos around San Francisco. Like I just mm-hmm. enjoyed more just running around, finding all the, like, landmarks that they have in there in this sort of mm-hmm. truncated version of san francisco uh yeah the story stuff is pretty pretty neat as well mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's one worth checking out let's see also available now for console and pc moto gp 22 mm-hmm. uh, that is a you know MotoGP motorcycle racing game
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, all that kind of stuff so if you're into that you can check that out Mm. Let's see, console-only, Torment, not Tides of Numenera. Mm-hmm. The sort of follow-up to, what is it, Planescape, Tides of Torment, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, computer RPG-style uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what seems to be on console Game Pass. Might have been already on PC Game Pass, but uh, there you go, you can check that out and. Coming up soon on July 29th for Console and PC is Inside. Mm-hmm. The uh, really good sort of puzzle platformer that uh, comes from the makers of Limbo. Uh, was it Playdead? Mm-hmm. That is just a really good game. Uh, definitely rec- mm-hmm. recommend checking that out. Not one that's all that long, but there's definitely a fun point. Uh, later on, where things take a turn, and that's uh, one of the nicer uh, sort of twists in a game where you're doing something, or you're controlling something completely different than what you started with. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: definitely worth uh, checking that out, and that seems to be it, mm-hmm. as yeah, a couple other things are added, I think, last half of the month mm-hmm. that didn't... Does to get publicized too much? Garden story. Sort mm-hmm. of action RPG. Uh, where I believe you play as a frog. Yeah. Yeah, frog going around in this sort of Zelda-like kind of game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh with a a bit of Stardew Valley in there. mm mm-hmm. uh, Let's see what does it mention. Solasta, Crown of the Magistar,
1: mm-hmm. Magister,
0: uh, which is tabletop RPG kind of game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, yeah, there you go. You can check that out. All right. And also, oh yeah, and also speaking of subscription services, Nintendo Switch Online had a weird uh, addition of games to the NES and Super Nintendo libraries. Yep. Uh, let's see, three new games. And yeah, for the uh, NES, they added a game called Diva Story 6 Imperial mm-hmm. of Near Sarsha. Mm hmm. Something like that. Uh, that is, I believe, a Japanese-only game, just by the fact that there's Japanese text all over the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The sixth part of a seven-part series developed by Toshiba EMI. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a collection of sequential stories. An active war- simulation war. The team has a player direct a different protagonist through the Galactic War. Uh, yeah. Most versions, the players must travel from planet to planet, defeat to enemy uh, defense armadas, and then storming the planets. in a mobile attack suit, destroying as much of the planet's defense systems as possible, all in an effort to take over the planet. So that seems weird. Uh, but, you know, neat thing to get some of these kind of Japanese games that uh, would otherwise never make it over. Yeah, weird, but uh,
2: definitely Interesting. Um, yeah, definitely would not mind
0: giving that a shot. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Let's see. There's fighters history, which is a data yeah. East game where they said, "Hey, Street Fighter's popular. Let's uh, do a legally distinct version of that." Yep,
2: <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah this uh, this series is infamous for two reasons. One is that it is so legally distinct from Street Fighter, that Capcom actually brought them to court because of it. Um, now, they lost, uh, and the series actually kept going with, I think, two other games that came after it. Um, and because, you know, it's Data East, it's got to be just a little bit off-kilter in a few ways. Uh Probably the one thing about it that's most, I guess, bizarre about it is the fact that in the first game, the final boss of the game, the guy who, like, starts the whole tournament is none other than Karnov, the guy who was famous for, for, you know, kind of, sort of, inadvertently becoming Data East mascot, more or less, um, and then, um, weirdly enough. enough, uh, the other games included like a a secret fighter that was literally just a bull. Like quite literally, you know, literally just a bull. It was a bull, it ran around, it could butt you in the head. Um, And... Then the last game that was put out, the final boss, was literally uh, Chelnov, who was the character from a somewhat weird and kind of obscure game called Atomic Runner Chelnov, who is basically like this dude in like this uh, kind of like weird semi-robot suit, and it kind of looks like he has pineapple rings for nipples. Um but his attacks are all based on the attacks he had in the game. And yeah, um that I think that was actually like one of the last like, like major arcade games they put out before they kinda went under more or less or shifted their focus to other stuff. But yeah, um just uh just overall, like all things by Data East, Fighters History is very off kilter. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not a bad fighting game, though. It's actually pretty, pretty solid.
0: Yeah, and it's probably the closest you'll get to a Street Fighter in the Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, uh, considering they're putting them all in, you know, their own collections or the uh, the Capcom Arcade Stadium stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's that, and the third game is Kirby's Avalanche, mm-hmm. uh, which is not really a Kirby game. It's a Puyo Puyo game. Yep. Uh, you can tell it just from the box art because you got all the Mm -hmm. little slimes with the the big eyes, big goofy eyes on them Mm -hmm. Uh, this game I remember uh, getting back in the day not really realizing it was a puzzle game, I just wanted a Kirby game that Mm -hmm. was the only one they had and it's like, got home, played it It it's like, this is a puzzle game, what the hell I had to return it because it wasn't the Kirby game I wanted so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: As that is uh, that, but as it's just another Puyo Puyo game, but you got Kirby in there. Mm-hmm. I believe there, I've seen some people juggling, posting about how he uh, is more of the villain in this of sorts. <laughs> uh, there's a bit with, you know, him running into Wispy Woods. Mm-hmm. There's like, uh, there's like a root sticking out of the ground. Kirby's like, or the, the tree's like, hey, don't touch the root. And then Kirby steps on it, potentially. Mm-hmm. Just to fuck with him. Because that's the first boss in every Kirby game. As you beat mm-hmm. the shit out of Wispy Woods. Yep. And cause climate change, eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things, but yeah. It's uh, uh, the offerings for that uh, Nintendo Switch Online, the, the basic tier. Uh, For NES and SNES. Three games. Mm. Probably not ones most people will be super into, but maybe you will. Maybe. Well, let's see. Next up, No Man's Sky has another big update out Mm -hmm. now called Endurance. Yeah. Uh, This one is, let's see, introduces deeper and more varied freighter base building. So Mm -hmm. you can do sort of bigger customization of your freighter including exterior platforms and catwalks, uh, enhanced nebulae and uh, deep space storms, fleets of organic frigates, and uh, so much more as they describe it here. And now let's see, the the freighter base has been completely reinvented with a huge array of new parts and themed rooms, allowing players to quickly assemble a visually varied and distinctive home in the stars. Uh, The pre-decorated rooms can be further customized, or players can use empty room variants. Take total control over decoration stuff, so very similar to the so the how you are like on planet house building stuff works,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is good because yeah, the the freighter stuff was kind of just oh you should you know put one of these things here so you can manage your your extra ships that you send out on missions and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more functional things versus stuff that looks neat, uh, mm-hmm. so that's good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have more dynamic crews that'll actually walk around instead of just hang around in the like command area and just wait for you to talk to them yeah. They, say, yeah they say specialist crew members walking around your base engineers biologists technicians display their thoughts as they patrol the base and your hired frigate captains and squadron pilots visit your capital ship between their deep space recursion or excursions mm-hmm. yeah, there's agricultural models there so you can do all your growing in the ship? Mm-hmm. Uh, for that kind of stuff, you can traverse space via black holes. Uh, that is more cinematic than ever with new visual effects. That looks mm-hmm. really neat. Let's see. And You can do some building outside of your freighter. Mm-hmm. I had some observation decks and catwalks. You can actually walk on the outside of it. Yep, uh, that that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they've and with that they've updated the the base building stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, As visual variants of base parts can now be placed manually, overriding their automatic contextual placement. As well as a bunch of other stuff, there's more variety of freighter exteriors. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I'm not even like 25% through this page (laughs) here, but there's there's a lot here you can go through. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, just another big update full of some some really cool stuff to check out. So
1: mm.
0: there you go. I think it uh, always had some some bugs to it, so they've been putting out some updates uh, following yeah. us. So should be in pretty good shape now. Mm-hmm. And let's see here. Oh, yeah. Xbox is getting Discord voice chat support. Yep. Uh, it's in the Insider stuff today, uh, but it's maybe out later next month uh for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you have to hook up your accounts with that and you'll be able to join voice chats uh with people on PC. Mm-hmm. And you can hop in a channel if you like to talk in using Discord just normally would. On the Discord mobile app, you'll see a new option to join on Xbox.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You'll need the Xbox app to transfer voice chat from your Discord account to your Xbox. Install the Xbox app will launch and let you connect via Discord voice chat to your Series X, S, or Xbox One. Discord's safety standards will apply when chatting on Xbox with Discord voice, so... Yeah, that seems neat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, There there you go.
2: Yep. What do we got next? Oh, that was
0: Mario Strikers, yeah. Yeah, the Nintendo has a couple of new updates they've been announcing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League is getting its first free update here on July 20... I uh, already got it July 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, adds Daisy and Shy Guy to the roster, as well as some new gear and a new stadium uh, mm-hmm. for people to check out. So, there you go. Should have that. Uh, also, here is uh, Nintendo Switch Sports is getting updates yeah. on July 26th, here on Tuesday. It mm-hmm. Adds uh, leg strap support for the soccer mode. Mm. Uh, before, it was just the uh, the goal-kicking mode that you could use it on. and This is for the mm-hmm. full football matches that you can play.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: let's see, there's also some new moves you can use in volleyball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a new rank for the pro league stuff for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So, more sort of rankings for people to earn. So yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. That's that's the gist of that update. So yeah, some good stuff being added to the recent Nintendo multiplayer games. Yep. And let's see here. Oh yeah. Inscription was announced for PS5 and PS4 uh, about a month or so ago. And mm-hmm. we now have a date for that. It mm-hmm. is August 30th. Uh 20 bucks. You can pre-order it now, I think for 10% off for PlayStation Plus people. Mm-hmm. So about 18 bucks there and be ready to go for when that launches. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a that's a game that people should definitely check out if you have not played it on PC before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is part adventure game, part deck building roguelite. I believe part of the uh the updates they have added sort of a more standalone roguelite deck building mode, so you can just keep playing that bit if you want. Uh so yeah, you can check that out. Also coming out that same day is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga collection. Uh, yep. For everything. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, that includes a bunch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games. There's the original arcade game, the NES game. Uh, there is Turtles in Time for arcade. See, for NES, there's Turtles 2, the arcade game, Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, and Tournament Fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, very late game for the NES when that one came out. Yeah. As they sort of pared that down to get it working on the NES. Uh, let's see, there is for the Super Nintendo Turtles 4, Turtles in Time and mm. Tournament Fighters. Yeah, Genesis mm. has Hyperstone Heist and Tournament Fighters as well. And mm. then uh, for the Game Boy, there is yeah, Fall the Foot Clan, Back from the Sewers, and Radical Rescue. And yeah, they have uh, built this really cool looking collection. has a bunch of quality of life features, including you know, save states, rewind, butt mapping, online play for certain games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, I believe it also comes with a digital sort of strategy guide for every game to let you learn more about how it works, tips and all that kind of stuff, as well as ways to beat the game, all that kind of stuff, as you need it. And yeah, there's also lots of Development art sketches, game design material—it's included as well. So they're really building out this into a great collection. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be forty bucks when it launches, which seems well worth it for what I'm seeing here. So yeah, I'm excited to uh, check this out next month, about a month from now.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I can't, I can't believe they're actually bringing back the original. Uh, NES game because that game is damn near impossible to beat. In fact, it's damn near unplayable. Um, there's famously this part in it where you have to like go swimming around this area to try and um, basically deactivate these bombs, and like the the damn the, the damn time limit is so unbelievably small. It's like you have to be absolutely perfect, or otherwise you will not be able to succeed at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. But with save states and rewind, that should make that a bit easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm assuming the, the strategy guide for that game will help you out a lot. Oh, oh yes. Definitely I, believe they also have, yeah. I believe they also have added some performance stuff for some of these games so that you can get rid of slowdown and flicker issues and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they should be about as good as they will run. Mm-hmm. Uh, look and run. So yeah, there you go. That's exciting to, to see. Uh, and yeah, one week later, September 6th, uh, Zen Studios next game, Circus Electric will mm-hmm. be out for everything. Yep. PlayStation, Xbox, Switch and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is there. Next game, it's sort of a uh, turn-based RPG, uh, but set in like a Victorian steampunk uh, London. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeming like a follow-up to *Apparenceia*, uh,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: not so much in how the combat works, though probably works a little bit similarly. But the uh, the way the combat here looks is more like a uh, what is the the game I'm thinking of? Uh, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Like sort of side view with the characters sort of lined up mm-hmm. on each side. Yeah, pretty and much. Probably dealing with a lot of group attacks and such there, but Oh yeah. Yeah, it looks uh looks neat. Looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Uh so yeah, there you go. Circus electrique, September sixth. And mm. uh yeah, let's see. Coming in October, October eleventh, No More Heroes mm. 3 is hitting the other consoles, PlayStation and Xbox.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it'll be October 14th in Europe. And yeah, this is going to be a fun launch to see because it is a game that was you know only for the Switch, which mm-hmm. obviously came in with you know uh, lower resolution, some frame rate issues, and performance and aliasing stuff and all that. So uh, they are doing a lot of work to improve that stuff here. Make it run mm-hmm. better, look better, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be out on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, 60 bucks. Could copy the game, 70 plus pages in a soft cover art book, uh, mm-hmm. 22 track soundtrack. I mm-hmm. by 4 inch Santa Destroy commemorative biker license plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, with two all new illustrations for both game case and custom outer box done by series artist. Yusuke Kozaki. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, that's the sort of finale in the No More Heroes trilogy as Travis Touchdown again has to uh, kill a bunch of people, Mm -hmm. top assassins, and fight his way back to the uh, the top of the galactic superhero rankings. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, there you go. Uh, Another one to keep an eye out on. Mm -hmm. And yeah, coming out a few days later, Dragon Ball The Breakers. Yeah. uh, October 13th in Japan, October 14th in the rest of the world. Uh, This is the sort of, uh, what is it, 4v1 sort of uh, a stealth horror game of Mm -hmm. sorts where you're in a very dead-by-daylight kind of fashion. You're playing as sort of normal people. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to survive, you know the uh, one of the big baddies from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, initially, was announced as Boo and Cell, uh, but Frieza was announced here at I think it was a uh, San Diego Comic Con. Was also part of the mm. the initial crew of bad guys who would you know go around looking for you know survivors to potentially kill and absorb or whatever to grow stronger. And so yeah, the uh, there's two that are uh named characters. Uh there's oolong and Balma that have some special abilities. Uh you know oolong can transform into an object some kind to hide and uh Balma I believe has some special tech stuff to survive but yeah they're also gonna have closed network tests happening from August 5th to 6th uh, that you can register for. There's a link in the article here to check Mm -hmm. that out. Uh, But yeah, this is kind of one of the most ambitious Dragon Ball games they've ever done. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not a style of game you would ever expect out of this property. Yep. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that is going to be coming out this fall. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I might have to check out that network test and sign up for that and see if I can get in there and just yeah. see how it all plays out. Cause it might be extremely terrible, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Next up here, platinum games is yep. teasing a rebirth of their studio. Uh, yeah. They're kind of telling as like platinum games reborn after they've hired a Nintendo exec, a former Nintendo exec uh, who is the company's new executive vice president slash chief mm-hmm. business officer, uh, Takao Yamane, who mm-hmm. was previously the general manager of Nintendo's licensing department in Kyoto, as well as mm-hmm. Nintendo of Europe's managing director of sales planning and strategy and vice president of Nintendo France. Uh, so mm-hmm. they are teasing, or they were teasing a interview in Famitsu, sort of explain this stuff further. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of, uh, a weird whole thing to see. They're kind yeah. of re-energized with this new guy on board. Mm-hmm. I think part
2: of it is uh, I think maybe going to maybe move away from sort of their old images being you know the over-the-top action game studio and maybe trying to branch out into some other stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, we could see that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, cool. If they feel more energized too. Do some mm. new stuff with this this guy on board. Yeah. Alright, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. hmm Uh yeah, we got some bad news from Ubisoft here. Yeah. Uh they announced uh, a game a couple years ago, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Yeah. A big open world game set in uh you know the, the world of Avatar that mm-hmm. just disappeared since then. Yeah. And it seems like that is because they have not been doing great with it. It's delayed mm-hmm. till the next fiscal fiscal year, so that could be summer of next year, twenty twenty three, to you know first half of twenty twenty four. Yeah, uh, that is uh not too surprising, but they seem to want to do this game right. So hopefully, that extra time will yeah. be put to good use. Yeah,
2: it is going to end up you know delaying it out. Of the year that the new movie comes out, though, which, you know, I mean, that might end up doing, end up being a a boon, or it might be a disaster. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is based on that movie, so it's not too big of a deal for the game itself, but.
2: Yeah, but it also will have name recognition going with it, so.
0: Yeah, they got enough Avatar movies, it'll. (laughs) <laughs> Line up with one of them some point. Yeah. And yeah, that is uh, yeah, that's, uh, made by Massive Entertainment, the team behind the division. So that's mm-hmm. a student that's done some good work. So hopefully this turns out well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll have to see. But there are a handful of games that did not turn out so well that yeah. Microsoft canceled. There is yep. Ghost Recon Frontline, mm-hmm. which I forget which one that is. Uh, oh, that's the Battle Royale game. So that's another one of those down. Yeah, the Ghost
2: Recon franchise in general has just not been doing very well, period. The last game they put out was an absolute dumpster fire. And yeah, uh, honestly, it, 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 I'm kind of considering the news we've been hearing out of Ubisoft, I'm not surprised that they ended up dropping so many of these projects at once. Because it seems like that company has some serious financial issues right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was one of the games that they cancelled. Let's see. Mm -hmm. The other one was a game I did not know existed, Splinter Cell VR.
2: Now see, that would have actually been really cool. Because you know, I mean, God, how long it it been since they released an actual Splinter Cell game?
0: Uh, probably about 10 years at this point. Yeah, moment. that's a that is
2: a franchise that desperately needs to be you know, brought back because those original games were amazing. Um, yeah. But I don't really trust current Ubisoft to really do anything good with them. Um, but see, the idea of like doing one of those games as a VR game is actually, considering how to design, it could be pretty pretty damn brilliant. But yeah, it ended up getting chopped with just a bunch of other stuff.
0: Yeah, apparently this was announced at a Facebook Oculus event in mm-hmm. 2020, which will explain why I wouldn't know about it, because I don't have an Oculus and don't give a shit about yeah. anything that's exclusive for that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that, and the other two are unnamed games, unannounced games. So Mm -hmm. no idea exactly what those are. Uh, But yeah, that's uh, not too surprising. They would have a bunch of stuff that had been announced, and one of them was a you know battle royale game that nobody wanted. Yeah. Con fan really was like oh we want a battle royale game because that's exactly what we want out of this franchise Mm. and so just throw that on the the pile of dead uh better games that ubisoft has made in the past few years Mm. Uh, so yeah there you go that's your bad ubisoft news yeah let's see also adding to some bad news here Nintendo, as has been previously announced, is shutting down the Nintendo eShop for the Wii U and 3DS. Uh, we just had a vague March 2023 timeline for that, and they've mm-hmm. finally confirmed that it's March 27th, 2023. Yep. And let's see the other dates they have here: August 29th, 2022 is the last time you will be able to use uh, Nintendo eShop cards to add funds to an account on. Mm. A Wii or a 3DS. Uh, if you have your mm-hmm. account linked to the same ones on a Switch, you can merge those uh, wallets together. So you shouldn't really have too much of an issue. Just redeem it on the uh, the web store or your Switch, and you can use it over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. I didn't get a card, but I used uh, my card to add 10 bucks to my account so I could buy, Oh, was it? Zach and Wiki on the, mm-hmm. the Wii U because that was on sale randomly. The first mm-hmm. first virtual console games I'd seen on sale on a Wii U in probably like five or six years. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I gotta buy one of those. Like, the other ones were like uh, Resident Evil 4, the Wii version, mm-hmm. which is a version that people like a lot, but yeah, not too surprising that this is marching along. Mm. Uh, it's a shame because there's a lot of really good 3DS games, uh, especially digital-only ones that are just not going to be accessible anymore for people mm. to purchase. Uh, if you already purchased them, you'll be able to continue accessing them uh, for yeah. a foreseeable future, but yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: there's
0: a lot of stuff there that needs to be ported to the Switch. Mm. Presumably they're going to keep that going. Hopefully do BC with uh, whatever the switch Two is mm-hmm. unless they decide to go like a switch U route. Yep. But yeah, there's that. i got some good news here. Three stories mm-hmm. to end here that are uh, good news. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've got word out of blizzard Albany, which mm-hmm. is a shitty name for the studio that used to be known as vicarious visions. Yeah. That uh, has announced that uh, the QA staff there, Uh, Mm -hmm. roughly 20 QA staff has uh, voted to form a union Mm -hmm. and they are calling on Activision Blizzard uh, to recognize it and uh, calling this vote a uh, seat at the table Mm -hmm. for negotiating our futures. Uh, Mm -hmm. We, the QA testers of Blizzard Albany are committed to fostering an open, diverse and equitable workplace. Mm -hmm. Uh, The union called the Game Workers Alliance. We demand an environment where our skills, ideals, and democratic decisions are valued and respected. Mm. Any other following the footsteps of the QA team at Raven Software, Mm -hmm. who voted to form a union back in May? Mm. And just adding to unionization stuff going on at Activision Blizzard, Mm. who I don't believe has really entered into any sort of... Formal negotiations with them mm-hmm. uh, at this point, so they could be like some companies out there just say, "Yeah, we'll negotiate with you when you mm-hmm. meet our terms," and just never do it. So let's see. Yeah, and QA is a, a thing that I think will unionize faster than any other parts of these companies, especially the big publishers. Because those mm-hmm. tend to be the groups that get treated the shittiest uh, less support, less you know commitment to their you know their work contracts and all that tend to be the first to get cut and fired, and all that mm. and these big publishers are gonna see how important that is,
2: yeah um and yeah, this is uh Albany. Is this Albany in New York or in Canada? New York. New York. Okay, yeah, good. Um yeah, it's just another example of the you know the that uh the momentum is on the side of labor right now and it's slowly growing. Um and I'm glad it's really starting to take off in the gaming industry as well. Um the QA departments in particular seem to be the ones that are leading the charge. Mostly because I think they're probably the one part of the entire industry that gets shit on the most. Yeah. They have probably one of the most thankless jobs. Um, But yeah, good on them.
0: Yep, and the next company up here is Bungie. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are taking a Destiny 2 troll to court. Mm -hmm. Um, Not for nothing here. Uh, They Mm -hmm. have accusations that uh, this... uh, This troll named Luca Leone has Mm -hmm. been aggressively, let's see if there's, uh, yeah, he has been, let's see, I think it's 13 accounts. He's been banned many times, just creates new accounts. Yeah. uh, To be able to continually cheat. Mm -hmm. He banned over a dozen times for live streaming the game while using cheat software and was also involved in allegedly selling destiny Two emblems. Including ones Mm -hmm. that were possibly from stolen accounts. Yeah. Uh, have also been threatening Bungie's community manager and other people in the studio, threatening to you know shoot up the place and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. As uh, and you will not be surprised that the Twitter account for this person is at Incel. Mm-hmm. As an in incel, as yeah, uh, yeah, posted at one point a new profile pic that was an image of. The community manager's employee badge, mm-hmm. and yeah, they managed to trace the account back to Leon by a shared email address with the one he used to order merchandise with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's see. On July fourth, the Twitter user asked if anyone in Seattle is available to commit arson in the next seventy-two hours.
2: Leon mm-hmm. responded
0: by volunteering. If it's on HQ, you got a you get a discount, by the way. Mm. Wrote on July 5th, mm. Leon tweeted for Bungie to, quote unquote, keep its doors locked. Yeah. Uh, obviously, did not respond to requests for comments.
1: Mm. So he
0: was asking the court for $150,000 in damages, also requesting the court block Leon from harassing, stalking, or otherwise engaging in unwanted or unsolicited contact with Bungie, its employees, or Destiny 2 players. And yeah, this sort of follows up on their previous work where they were suing. Uh, somebody that was essentially uh, putting out fake content ID stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Taking down a bunch of videos from uh, people that were posing as Bungie. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing and taking them to core because that is something that YouTube should be dealing with. But they have just let... Let it be really easy to exploit that system from bad actors.
1: Definitely, and yeah, so
0: that is uh, uh, something that Bungie seems to be actively trying to fight. This sort of toxicity in the community that goes much further than just people saying they don't like a thing or a new update or whatever. Yeah, honestly, I hope
2: they take. I hope when they take this guy to court, I hope they frickin' win, because. I want this guy to fucking pay out the ass. Because, um, I mean, this dude, on top of the fact that he's like selling, he's like selling like stolen goods, more or less. The fact that he's also just like threatening people's lives and shit, just like that. That's, that is just the absolute, the depths of troll behavior. And, uh, until we people like actually have fucking consequences it's not going to you know it's not gonna stop,
0: yeah, and especially for free to play games where it's unfortunately very easy to create new accounts mm-hmm. um oftentimes done is just to smurf accounts, which is to you know be a player that's you know is good at the game and play with a you know a level one account that. Uh, you know, can exploit the noobs that are just joining the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since you tend to get a match made out of those sort of games. Yeah. And a lot of devs have, you know, wanted to be very open and communicative with the player bases they uh, serve, but oftentimes get threats and lots of overly indignant anger that's, has no mm-hmm. basis, really, in being taken as far as they have over the mm-hmm. years. So, yeah, that's, yeah. uh, hopefully this does something. hmm And you got to trace a lot of this stuff back to the fiasco around Mass Effect 3's ending. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a big moment where fandoms decided that harassment was a way to get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, a way to force developers to, quote-unquote, fix things. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes to the detriment of the people that they supposedly want to make the thing they want. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully hopefully, get a good result from this. Yeah. And yeah, our last story here involves Mojang and Minecraft. Yeah. As they have uh, written up a statement saying... That they are banning NFTs and blockchain from the game in all servers. Good. On the game.
2: Fantastic. I am yeah, glad they, someone, one of the major developers, is actually coming forward and saying this. Yeah. Because uh, blockchain is a friggin' plague, and so are. Our NFTs, and the more we can isolate and eventually get rid of them, the better.
0: Yep. Yeah, they same things here, like we have these rules to ensure that Minecraft remains a community where everyone has access to the same content. NFTs, yeah. however, can create models of scarcity and exclusion that conflict with our guidelines and the spirit of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. To ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience, blockchain technology is not permitted to be integrated inside our client. And server mm-hmm. applications, are made in Minecraft in-game content, such as world skins, persona items, and other mods, be utilized mm-hmm. by blockchain technology to create a scarce digital asset. Our reasons mm-hmm. to follow. And they go through and explain this, and they do have a caveat at the end, uh, as such, to ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience. Blockchain mm-hmm. technologies mm-hmm. are not permitted to be integrated inside our Minecraft client server applications, nor they may. Nor may they be utilized to create NFTs associated with any in-game content, including world skins, persona items, or other mods. We we'll must be paying close attention to how blockchain technology evolves over time to ensure that the above principles are withheld and determine whether it will allow for more secure experiences or their practical inclusive applications in gaming. However, we have no plans of implementing blockchain technology into Minecraft right now. It's like, ah, oh, if it ever becomes okay, sure, we may... Yeah. Allow it, but for now, go fuck off. Yeah, that has obviously led to uh, one particular group, makers of NFT Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, basically throwing a fit for the the past yeah. uh, week or so here. Basically, at this point, claiming we're going to make our own Minecraft uh, that supports all the the mods and uh, server applications and all that. Stuff while being, you know, legally distinct and all that uh-huh. uh, to assert their needs. It's like, cool, good luck with that. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, you can just go look that up if you want to. It's uh-huh. hilarious in the way that it is uh uh-huh. Very much like them, uh, you know, making this very complicated thing sound much easier than it is. Mm. Uh, so yeah that is uh, good to see especially one of the biggest games around uh, saying that uh, makers of NFTs and blockchain tech can go fuck right off
2: yep you're a bunch of con artists and you should go bankrupt
0: yeah Uh, so yeah that is uh, that is it for this week Uh, not a ton of uh uh, news for this week but plenty of good stuff here and uh, mm-hmm. yeah thank you everybody for tuning in we hope you will uh, stay tuned as we return next week with a new slate of news if you enjoy the show yep. feel free to let your friends and family know that they should check it out as well mm-hmm. as select strangers that will not harass you and threaten to burn down your uh, home or workplace Yeah, and
2: yeah Smoke, smoke alarms are getting expensive, folks. So, you know, just uh,
0: be a little choosy in who you decide to share us with. Yep. Thank you to Brandon for joining this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you all next time. Have a good one.